It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Friday, December 15th, 2023. Well, another cruise ship is in the news today, and it's not the Carnival Panorama. This story is about a rescue that another cruise ship made near the Dominican Republic after a cargo ship ran into trouble at sea. So we'll talk about that in a minute, but one quick aside about the Carnival Panorama. As of yesterday afternoon, she was still moored in Victoria, B.C., so she is not yet left to head south, as far as I know, to get ready for her holiday cruises this month. But I'll keep tabs on it for you and share anything I find out for people who have cruises booked on that ship. But today's news story about cruise ships is actually about another Carnival cruise line vessel, a sister ship of the Panorama, in the same company class of ships, so they are very similar. This story is about the Carnival Vista, and while the Carnival Panorama tends to cruise in West Coast and Mexican waters, the Vista cruises out of Florida on the East Coast, and that's where this dramatic story, which involves a rescue, took place. Here's a quote from a story about it in USA Today. Quote, a Carnival Cruise Line ship rescued six people after their vessel capsized. The Carnival Vista brought six men on board early Wednesday morning near the Dominican Republic. After they got stranded overnight, the men had been on a small cargo vessel, close quote. So the ship heard an emergency signal, the cruise ship, and immediately moved to help, and they did. They rescued six men who were in a life raft. The Vista was on a six-day cruise from Port Canaveral in Florida. A U.S. Coast Guard helicopter crew rescued six other crew members who were clinging to vessel debris in the water. The cargo vessel sank about 30 miles north of Puerto Plata. The survivors were reported in good health, the Coast Guard said in a press release. The Carnival Vista resumed its cruise route after the rescue, and some additional crew members on that that ship that sank are still missing. So here we have an instance of a cruise ship coming to the rescue of fellow mariners in trouble on the water. It's a wonderful thing, and mariners coming to the rescue of other mariners is a long-standing tradition and a matter of honor among people who work on the water. It's also international law. Under a set of international rules called the SOLAS Convention, S-O-L-A-S, SOLAS stands for Safety of Life at Sea, under Regulation 33 of that international convention, it says this, quote, The master of a ship at sea, which is in a position to be able to provide assistance on receiving information from any source that persons are in distress at sea, is bound to proceed with all speed to their assistance, if possible, informing them or the search and rescue service that the ship is doing so, close quote. Now, these rules are under the umbrella of a, an organization called the International Maritime Organization, the IMO, which is a specialized agency of the United Nations that is responsible for improving the safety and security of international shipping, and to help prevent pollution from ships. So SOLAS, as it's called, was first adopted in 1914 in response to the Titanic disaster. And it was revised again over the years, um, 1929, 1948. So it's been evolving over the years. Now, while there is a requirement under SOLAS to offer aid if it's feasible, if a captain determines that rendering aid to another vessel or people in trouble in some way, will risk the safety of his or her ship in the process of doing that rescue, they can decline, but generally ships do what they can for one another, and SOLAS rules apply to the shipping industry. 
And when it comes to other vessels, other laws apply, but in general, navigation rules also require vessel operators of any kind to stop and render assistance to a vessel in distress, unless doing so would endanger their own vessel or passengers. But I don't know of a boater or fisherman who wouldn't go out of their way to aid another mariner. Everybody understands the shared risks out there and how quickly and easily things can go wrong. This story also gives me the opportunity to mention an interesting network of participating cargo shippers who've agreed to be part of a group called AMVER, A-M-V-E-R, which stands for Automated Mutual Assistance Vessel Rescue. AMVER is a computer-based global ship reporting system that's used worldwide by search and rescue authorities to arrange for assistance to people in distress at sea. With AMVER, Rescue coordinators can identify participating ships in the area of distress and divert the best-suited ship or ships to respond. Participating in AMVER doesn't put ships under any additional obligation to assist in search and rescue efforts beyond that which is required under international law. So this is a great thing, and a lot of, of companies, shipping companies participate in this program. But here's why AMVER is so important. Ships go where other vessels cannot go and don't go. They go where the Coast Guard can't send their helicopters because they don't have the reach and would in general run out of fuel before they got back to base. So outside of 200 miles offshore, that is generally the province of cargo ships and some recreational sailors who are making long passages between continents. So if a sailboat, say, halfway between Hawaii and the U.S. West Coast, gets in trouble at sea, or another cargo ship out there has problems, probably the only other kind of vessel that can get to them in any kind of timely way, that could probably be a cargo ship. So there's this network of shipping companies that have agreed to divert their course to perform rescues, and they agree to monitor those distress signals and act on them. Amber member vessels have saved many lives over the year. The inspiration for the system actually harkens back to the Titanic disaster in Tuesday in 1912. The horrifying reality of the Titanic situation is that while the ship was going down, ships passing within sight of the passenger liner were unaware that it had hit an iceberg and was sinking. It opened people's eyes to the fact that so much more could have been done to save the people on the Titanic. Later on, they determined that on ships who had seen distress flares from the Titanic, thought they were merely part of the maiden voyage celebration, so they thought they were just celebratory fireworks. So the loss of the Titanic led to gradual improvements and options for ships at sea that were in trouble. In 1958, the United States Coast Guard and commercial shipping representatives began discussions which led to the creation of AMVER. It was originally known as the Atlantic Merchant Vessel Emergency Reporting System because it originally was confined to the waters of the North Atlantic Ocean but it eventually expanded to be international. The basic premise of AMVER as a vehicle for mariners to help mariners without regard to nationality continues to this day. Today, over 22,000 ships from hundreds of nations participate in the AMVER system. The AMVER Center computer receives over 14,000 AMVER messages per day. Over the past two decades, close to 3,000 lives have been saved by AMVER participating ships. You've been listening to The Ship Report, a show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. You'll find today's ship schedule and a podcast of this show on my website at shipreport.net. Links to schedules, marine weather, and podcasts are on the Ship Report Facebook page 
And the Ship Report podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, and Google. And if you're a fan of ships locally here, you can ask to join our Ship Report community photo page on Facebook, where people can post photos they've taken of vessels on the Columbia River and adjoining waters. Thanks for listening, and have a great weekend.